Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. All right, so today we have a new friend with us, Carmen, and I'm really excited. She's going to be talking to us a lot about empowerment. She's an empowerment coach and the way that she does that through through all kinds of various forms, actually. So I am ready with my notebook to take a lot of notes because I'm excited to hear all the fun stuff you have to say. So thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for having me here. Sure. And I know when you said like you're an empowerment coach, but like the biggest word that we got from it was more like you use all these different tools in your tool belt, it sounds like, to create transformation, help women take action to create transformation immediately in their lives. That is correct. It's all about taking taking action. So cool. So like before we get started, I liked because I was like reading, I just want to know like how you came across this yourself personally, because it sounds like you struggled. I read like on your website about how you were like in corporate America for like 16 years successfully, not just like doing really well. And then just had this whole like awakening or awareness that you just wanted more. And then after some time decided to go for it. So like, what was that process like for you? Yeah. Thank you for asking. That's uh, definitely an important part of my story. So I I think I'll start with the reason why I was so ambitious. Just growing up, you know, I kind of always was the one I sourced my self-worth from doing and from success and achievement. You know, I did get attention when I'd get good grades or do really good on the basketball team. Mm -hmm. And then from in that, that just translated into my career. So I always wanted to be the best at everything with a caveat, which I'll, I'll talk about that. But something that really further perpetuated that when I was about 25, the doctor was referring me to a neurologist because my face and head was numb. And he just, I said, well, why am I going there? I don't understand. Can't we just like fix this somehow? He goes, well, I think you have multiple sclerosis. And so I went through this barrage of testing. I got diagnosed with MS. And so from that point, I was working my corporate career. I worked for JP Morgan for 16 years. I really, I hid that from everybody because I didn't want people to think less of me. Because again, I was sourcing my self-worth from doing and achieving. Right. And so it was that was really challenging. So at that moment, I told myself, well, I better just do it all now because I might not be able to walk, talk, or see tomorrow. Yeah. And so that was really the catalyst for me, getting all the awards, getting all the promotions, doing all the things, and being so active in a constant state of busy, You know, just like society tells us, in order to be successful, we have yeah. to be always in action, which is... Not true. And so just one day, it was like I just broke down. Like I was sitting in the parking lot of the office that I was at. I managed the number two revenue producing profit center in the state of Oregon. And I just started crying, which was weird for me. Not because I was crying before work, because I was crying at all. Yeah. One thing that I found that I didn't experience was I didn't really experience like sadness. I didn't allow myself to experience sadness. So I didn't experience joy because I was so consumed with doing and not necessarily being. And so I was crying. That was strange. Pulled myself together, led my team for the day as I always did, and went home and told my husband like something's wrong. And so that was the pivotal question he asked. Well, what's wrong? (laughs) And guess what my answer was? I don't don't (laughs) know. (laughs) I have no idea. Because really at that point, like if you ask my favorite color, my favorite food, like I didn't have any idea who I was. You know, I wore this black suit every single day. And that was, that was my identity. I didn't know who I was. 
And going back to what I said earlier about being a perfectionist, it was funny. I, I never allowed myself to try new things. I would only say yes to things that I knew I'd be good at or would be like a slam dunk. Yeah. So not only did I not know who I was, there was no personal growth within me because I was just like saying, staying so vanilla all the time, just super mediocre. So once I dug in a little bit and I had started doing some professional development and the free kind, like you start listening to podcasts and reading books. Yeah. And then I pushed myself to go to personal development conferences by myself where I'd intentionally meet people. And I realized that while I was very successful at my career, that's not where I was meant to be. I was meant to do something else. Yeah. And so I, and so I did the most magical thing and I started dreaming again. Wow. So I I lost that ability to dream. And so my old dream was to become a nutritionist. But like most people, I put all the things in front of it. Well, I can't do that because I need this career for my family. I can't do that because the classes start at this time. Instead of finding a way, I found a way to not do it and to build those roadblocks. So I gave the I gave my notice. I gave a month's notice. Scary as shit. Mm-hmm. And I left my successful six-figure career in search of my calling of becoming a nutritionist. And that's what I did. And I started my own holistic nutrition practice. And then as I began working with women, I realized that, wow, they need help with what I helped myself with. That mindset piece, that building confidence, that focusing on what matters to you. And so I started coaching and really guiding women to say like, F my to-do list. I need to focus on what matters most to me so you can become congruent with your life and your values and really just build confidence within yourself and bring joy and inspire other people to do it. That's kind of like the story in a nutshell. <laughs> this is like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> I resonate with everything you just said. Like this was just like a lot of my background and story too. And it's like what I dump into my book. And it's like everything you just said was like, I mean, I'm sitting nodding my head. I know you could see me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. So how how long ago was this transformation in I know it's still a journey, but how long ago did you really start this? Like where it was just like I'm I'm taking back my life. So it's been about six years ago. So I'd say seven when I was diving into the personal development. But six years since I left my corporate career, I started doing my own thing. And I didn't just start from day one and go to like successful entrepreneur. I had to really collect evidence. And I think a tip that I like to share for people that maybe are considering doing something else is following your curiosities, start dreaming again, and then like try it out. Try something out. So... I didn't know if I was going to be amazing at being a nutritionist. So I went to a local gym and I walked into their corporate office. They didn't know me from Adam. And I wanted to talk to the person that ran the nutrition program. And I said, Hi, my name is Carmen Olin. I'm working on getting a nutrition certification and I want to run your nutrition program. That was scary. So that was like my first confidence builder. I remember shaking and like my voice was shaking and I probably didn't present as confident as I would want to, but I did it. And it helped me collect evidence that I could do more things. So you'd think they'd say like, no, but guess what? Since I asked, they gave me an interview and they gave, gave me an interview and then they gave me the job. And so I worked there for six months, again, to further collect evidence and build my confidence that I was good at that. But what I wasn't good at was delivering their nutrition program because it was the same for everyone. And we all know that that does not work. And so... (laughs) One size does not at all. 
Oh, yeah. And so then after that is really when I started expanding my own practice. But it wasn't until I, I took those steps. And, and that's okay to say like, I'm not sure and not be clear. But as long as you're always staying in action and collecting evidence that, you know, and building that confidence, like that's how you can really like switch, make that yeah. change confidently. So do you like holistic... Okay, so... I want to go back to like your story when you said you were diagnosed with MS because mm-hmm. that was like really shocking to me because your Instagram stories, I'm like, man, this girl climbs a million stairs a day. And like, <laughs> is a con- you know what I mean? Like something that you would think someone diagnosed with MS would not be doing. So do you, is that like part of where your passion came from for like holistic nutrition or was that? Yes. And then it's also kind of like, I don't want to say cool. I almost caught myself saying that because I don't think that you were excited to be diagnosed with that. But it's almost like, sounds like that was like a big thing to get you to be like, screw this, go do what I want to do. So almost like a blessing in disguise, kind of. Yeah. And I would say that, Erin, it is cool. So of course, when I was first diagnosed, I didn't think that and I didn't see it that way. And you know, now I really see life as a series of lessons if we look at it that way. And everything is meant for us. Like, you know, God or the universe or spirit or whatever you believe in is not going to give you more than you can handle. However, it is going to give you the same lesson over and over and over again until you actually learn it. And so I went through that. You know, I went through my trials and tribulations. So when I was first diagnosed, I just did what all the doctors said because I was young and I was naive. And I I didn't realize how the healthcare system is set up just to put Band-Aids on things and to pump you full of medication instead of figuring out more of what the root cause was and how you can make lifestyle changes and do things with nutrition and movement and stress reduction and breath in order to make changes in your body. So I took a medication called an interferon. It was Rebif, where you have to give yourself an injection three times a week. Wow. So this was a learning experience for me. And I hated it because every single day like I had to, that I did that, I had to be reminded that I had MS. And it just further perpetuated like how I didn't want to tell anybody. And it just went into a downward spiral. So I took it for a year. And for me, I felt sick when, after I took it and it just never got better. So I thought like there has to be a different way. Like I'm tired of having these bruises all over my body. I'm tired of like thinking this of an, in a negative way. Like how can I shift my thinking? How can I change? And so that really spearheaded like the holistic piece okay. because now that I know what I need to do for myself. So for myself, I eat very healthy foods. So mainly vegetables, although and I'm not vegan. And they look delicious. <laughs> like they really you make do. food look really good. <laughs> and that's part of it. Like no one wants to eat boring chicken and broccoli and rice that looks like chicken and broccoli and rice. That's like what's people... meal prepped in my refrigerator right now. Yeah, I go to sad. eat it, I'm like, ugh. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> you need to like do something to mix it up and get some yeah, like, yeah. hot sauce on it sometimes. But... Oh yeah, that, that's my jam. <laughs> <laughs> I I do love a good hot sauce. Cholula is my favorite. What is your favorite? Um, I just stick with good old Franks for me. I have this one. I forget the name of it, but it is says caution beware. Oh, I like burning spice hot sauce. Yeah, that one might be too spicy. They have one uh, a step below, and it's like fiercely fire or something like that, and it's Mm -hmm. a little bit sweeter. So I kind of mix it up with both. But oh my gosh, hot sauce is like. The blanket to amazing food. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Boring, spice it up. 
So yes. Yeah. There's another hot sauce company that I like called Sunburnt. It's out of Virginia and they have like blends like mango habanero blend, like things like that. So you can use the different hot sauces to, you know, change up the flavors. Anyway, we sidetracked on hot Sorry, sauce. Awesome. Did. Hot sauce is really important. So the things that I do in order to, for lack of a better word, control my MS, but I don't have any outwardly symptoms. I'm primarily symptom-free. Not everybody is like that and not everybody can stop using disease-modifying medications, but I'm able to. So in addition to eating a healthy diet and eating enough food, because I feel like most women have a diet mentality and they don't eat enough food. And that's really easy to slip back into with all the pressure that we have from society. But I practice daily movement. I take time to slow down every day. I protect my energy, which basically means that I focus on what matters most to me and say yes to those things. Um, there's a fun Steve Jobs quote that says something like, "You know, we're not most proud of the things that we said yes to, but we're most proud of the things that we said no to. And that really speaks to focusing on what matters most, which can help build your confidence too. And sleep. Sleep is so important. Just the other night, I took a red-eye flight on Monday to get back home and then went to a basketball game the next night. And my body's kind of like crazy right now. A little inflamed because I didn't get enough sleep and change in altitude. But I know if I stick to those pillars and those things, those non-negotiables daily, that it'll just like get right back to, to imbalance and feeling good again. Yeah. I like your protector energy thing. Cause I heard something similar to years ago, someone I looked up to that was like, people think success is saying yes to all these things where the most successful mm-hmm. people say no the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cause mm-hmm. it, it's um, like in the yes, you're constantly doing what you're not really producing. And right. that's what mm-hmm. I found for myself is that I, I, I wanted to be included and I wanted to show that kind of similar to Carmen with like the perfectionist, like I just, mine was through action and doing. And I thought if I said, yes, 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 it would prove mm-hmm. my worth and validate all these things that I'm looking for. And at the end of the day, I'm like, what did I do? And yeah. week, what did I accomplish? A whole year would go by. I'm stuck in the same place. And you start looking at all these patterns that you do and you realize like, something's got to change. And that yeah. was a lot of the re- self-reflection was like, and you start saying a lot more no's and yes to things that are going to move the needle in the direction we're headed towards. And also things that fill me, not take up mm-hmm. my time. Which mm-hmm. is energy. Yes. Can be hard because <laughs> people with my personality type, like I want to say yes and have fun and be around all the people all the time. So it's a really hard discipline to master, but I wouldn't even say I mastered it because there's times I still say yes to things where I'm like, I probably could use my time better spent other places, but I'll justify it somehow for fun. But yeah. <laughs> and, and maybe if you stopped looking at... So something I like to ask when I do my transformational talks is just like, what is a challenge that people have to reaching their goals? Whether that's a professional goal, a personal goal, a health goal, whatever it is. And you know, one of the things that always comes up is time. Like I need more time. And so right away, I always tell them like, actually that's BS. We all have the same amount of time, but we have like this certain amount of energy. And when you think about it, like you wake up in the morning and right away, things start draining your energy. Maybe you're a type of person that hops on social media right away and it just kind of sucks you down a little bit. And then something happens at home that you didn't expect. And then traveling to work, something you didn't expect. And then your boss needs you right away. Or maybe 
Um, a client cancels if you're an entrepreneur. And all these little things are yeah. sucking your energy. And if you're not building your day in a way that's supportive of how you want to feel and a focus on feeling good, then you're just going to be drained. So when that 3 p.m. hits, you're going to be less likely to keep your commitments to yourself. You're going to feel tired. You'll be telling yourself that you feel tired. And it's just going to produce an overall stressed and overwhelmed feeling. Which if you can build your day in a way that protects your energy, that even if those things happen, you can recognize it and release it and keep in that high vibe state that everybody wants to be in. Like That's going to be like where the magic happens. That's going to be where you can be more creative. That's going to be where you can allow and have space for new things to come in. Because if you're trying to do new things and just like build on top of all the old shit that you're already doing, you're never going to be able to bring anything new in because you have to let go of the old. And it all comes back to protecting your energy. Yeah. I love that. It's Yeah. And just like building that foundation. And I know that you touch base upon like one of the biggest things that for me, I'm just like so many, there's so many like band-aid changers out there. And it's like, nobody really gets to the root and helps heal the wound. And like how you just said about building a foundation, you can't build a foundation on something that's broken and crumbling. So mm-hmm. we need to address the, the root and that's the foundation of, of our, our belief system. Really like the blueprint of how we're wired so that we can move forward and stack brick upon brick of a solid mm-hmm. foundation. And that's the consistency over time, which also validates your confidence because you're doing things that validate consistency instills confidence as well. And so mm-hmm. that, that's such a big solid foundation to really build anything on. I mean, just always say, because like once you get down to the root, you produce the fruit. Like everything that you have is like going to be good and, and stable. So it's just something that I have really uncovered in myself and have been shifting it more towards that perspective. Because for me personally, I just feel like there's so many band-aids slapping out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, it- Two things kind of come up for that for me is one, actually keeping your commitments to yourself builds confidence. But two, being okay with taking the time to feel your feelings, especially as busy, ambitious women. Oftentimes we are not tapped into how we are feeling, or we don't allow ourselves to feel a certain way, or we fill that time where we really need to check in with ourselves with busy work or things to do or numbing out, like scrolling social media, Netflixing, whatever. A lot of my one-on-one mentoring clients that I work with are busy, ambitious female. 100% are. But what happens is I'll ask them like, when was the last time you cried? And so not that everybody has to cry every day. And that's not what I'm saying. But they'll sit there and think about it. And I was like, I don't do that. You know, I, and it's like, oh, you don't ever like feel so overwhelmed or upset that you just want to have like some sort of emotional release. Well, they don't allow themselves to feel their feelings. And so we had a big breakthrough with one of my clients the other day. She goes, oh my gosh, I lost this huge deal. She does, she's in sales. She's like, it's like $300,000 deal. They said they weren't going to renew. And you know what I did? I cried and I freaked out for a minute. And then she goes, guess what I did after that? Then I picked myself up. And then I said, okay, what can I do to work to try to get this back? What steps can I take? And who can I ask for help on my team so we can get this deal back? And the thing wasn't that she... that The win was that she took the time to fill her feelings and be okay with being upset. Yeah. You know, Most of us forget to fill. And so we just cover it up. And then it just comes out later in other areas of our life. Right. So fill, deal, heal. And then you'll be able to come back faster in the face of adversity. And that's what we all want to do because terrible and challenging situations are going to happen to all of us. Like we're never not going to have those little lessons, but it's what little lesson nugget can you take from that and how fast can you come back from it? 
and what are you going to do next time? So that's kind of the first thing that I think of like on the foundation is most busy, ambitious women forget about feeling their feelings. And it's so important instead of just pushing it down. Absolutely. I like your feel, feel deal, 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 heal. Yes. Yeah, I yes, can yes, say it, it so quick. It's just like almost like, like a tongue twister for me. <laughs> it is kind of, kind of a tongue twister. But if you think about it, like most people just say like, oh, they're going to deal. Yeah. Right. But then they don't feel and then they never actually heal it. So it like keeps coming up. So we have it as like a limiting belief. Oh my gosh, I lost that. Like in my client's example, I lost that $300,000 deal. And so she'll bring that and perpetuate that into the next one that she's having instead Mm -hmm. of letting it, feeling it and dealing with it and healing it. And so the next one that she goes into that she can be confident, you know, like we all want to be because the person, the client on the other end for her is going to feel that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I've never cried as much as I have till I was pregnant. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing. Not the same as what you're talking about. But I wanted to talk about too, because you mentioned it earlier as well. So like, I, I guess like the underlying theme of all the things that we're talking about and everything we're bringing up and like steps that we have to go through, how we handle things to grow and build confidence. I know you'd mentioned about um, you see a big issue with women and like their self-belief and trusting themselves mm-hmm. what they want to do. So like, what, so that's a big thing you see with clients or people you meet mm-hmm. with. And that's like a big focus of yours is... It is. Yeah. And so just as I had mentioned before is oftentimes we think there's a certain expectation as women that we have to do it all. Mm-hmm. And it leaves us being last on our list. And it leads us in our minds being in a constant stage of like judgment and comparison and overwhelm. And... Often we're trying to do it all, but not being very successful at it. So we put ourselves last on the list and then we can't keep the commitments that we're trying to make for ourselves. And that makes us not trust ourselves or not believe in ourselves. And when that happens time and time again, then it's even harder to get into a confident space about something and actually meet a goal because we're not trusting or believing in ourselves. So I like to share with women like it's the idea of doing less to experience more. And so we've kind of talked about that theme a little bit. But what that really comes down to is sitting down and taking time to slow down and really think about what matters to you. Not what matters, not what you think should matter, or not what you think is expected of you, but what actually matters to you. Just from someone like my personality type, that's like a go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. When When people say like, slow down and like think, to me, I'm like, and I know maybe there's not an answer for it, but I start thinking like, well, what do I, what does that mean? Slow down for like, take 30 minutes and go for a walk. Is it a whole day? Is it like a week? What does that, you know what I mean? Like, what's that look like for someone to, that's constantly nonstop to take the time to slow down a few minutes a day. Like, what yeah, that like? It get, so it's going to look different to everybody, but for you in, in particular, if you're just constantly go, 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 what I would recommend is just starting with a simple like morning ritual. And so I think the idea of morning routines has kind of become like just another to-do list item. And that's why I call it a morning ritual because I want you to evoke a particular feeling of how you want to feel for the day and set an intention for the day. So let's say you just said 10 minutes in the morning and you just thought to yourself, you know, how do I want to feel today? And just check in with yourself on that. And maybe you want to feel inspired or energized, or maybe you want to feel freaking gorgeous or sexy, like whatever it is, like write it out on a piece of paper. Yeah, all there's those things. <laughs> yeah. There's something about writing it out. And yeah. then write out like what needs to happen in order to feel that way. 
Okay. So this is, this is important because then what you can do is you can do a midday check-in to see if you're actually focusing on how you want to feel and see if you're actually doing those things that you said that you're going to do. And if, if not, it's not about like judging yourself or feeling bad or saying that you did the wrong thing. That's just information. That's just yeah. information that you can use in order to pick something else, in order to do something new, in order to try again. Because really focusing on what matters most to you, you do really need to make the time to slow down to think about that. I was the one that would never slow down and never think about what matters to me. And when I think about like what matters to me, I think about like my spiritual connection. I think about myself as number two, which most people will put their friends and family before themselves. But I know that if I'm not taking care of myself and I can't show up for them. And then the next thing is my friends and family. And then the last thing is how I'm showing up and serving the world and following my calling of what I feel like as being I'm being called to do and what's on my heart. So those are the four things that matter to me. So when I find that I'm feeling in a state of overwhelm, I can just like check myself like, okay, am I saying yes to things that don't match up to this? Right. What is my schedule full of? Is, are all of these things that I'm doing actually focused on that? And then really checking yourself that way. I think another big thing with uh, building confidence to yourself and start trusting yourself and believing in yourself is to stop consuming. So it's so easy, whether it's TV, magazines, social media, and taking a break from your constant companion sometimes, which is your cell phone. (laughs) Yes. I I throw my phone across the room. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, I feel like this itch in me. I'm like, I gotta go get it. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And I don't know why, because I'm on my computer. I can just open the tab and look at whatever I need to use my phone Mm -hmm. for. I don't know why I do it. It's almost just like a, a default, but there's actually nothing to gain from it. It's almost just become that habit that I'm aware of. And I was like, ooh, okay. So I set all these like habit settings on my phone. It tells me, you picked up your phone 42 times today. Mm-hmm. Uh, your goal is 86. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm good now. <laughs> like I'm under my my bar. But yeah, but yeah you, you mentioned something earlier about just really being in, in flow with like your your soul and having that moment of connection time. And I know for me, that was uh, a big game changer in my life. And I started that in the morning and just kind of reflecting like self time and setting the intentions and really being present. But then we go throughout Mm -hmm. our day with all these distractions. And I just had a conversation with somebody the other day and I was telling them how I was on on a phone call and it just really didn't rub me right. Like, and I felt like getting kind of irritated inside. And so when I was sharing this with a friend, she said, that's your soul telling you it's not in alignment with where you're at. And even though they offered you some advice or feedback, it's your soul telling you that's not your path. Because sometimes you just, mm-hmm. if you're not sure where you're going, because if you haven't tracked this course before, you kind of look for outside influence or help. And when she said that, it really made me turn on inside. I was like, wow, I guess I had been ignoring some of those signs this whole time. And that's why I veer off path a little bit more than I probably would like. But when you just said that, I was like, wow, this is exactly what, for me, slowing down has allowed me to be more present and aware of these things that are happening. So mm-hmm. spending that time is very important. So all the listeners take Carmen's advice, learn from my mistakes, mm-hmm. <laughs> but awesome. So yes, I encourage it. So yeah, because so if you're feeling in a state of like stress, anxiety, or, or overwhelm, often that's because we're like future tripping or, or thinking about what could happen in the future 
And like most of our thoughts, so 90% of our thoughts are the same day after day and over 75% of them are negative. And so if you're projecting so much in the future, that's when you know you need to check yourself. If you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed, then you can pull back in. Okay. And you just need to bring yourself back to the present moment, like what you said, Rachel, and just look around. Look around for something that you can be appreciate right in that moment. I appreciate the mountains when I look outside, when the Rocky Mountains are out there because I live in this beautiful state of Colorado. Just pull yourself back into that moment at that very moment. Or if you're feeling sad or maybe like depressed a little bit, like that probably means that you're living in the past. And what's happened in the past is in the past. Maybe there are some things that you still need to go through that three-step process, build, deal, heal. But again, pulling yourself back into this present moment because the present moment is where the magic happens. The present moment is when you can access the most creative parts of yourself and where you can allow for new experiences and joy. It's when you're not in the present moment that you're just always going to be in either kind of like a sad, depressed state or that anxious and overwhelmed state. Yeah. And that's kind of where I was finding myself at because it was it, what was being, I guess, like the, the conversation was just kind of going off track and it's almost like mm-hmm. my, my soul was trying to steer it back this mm-hmm. way. And so, yeah, it was just one of those things. I was like, huh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. So I'm glad I didn't you know, go off course this time. Yeah. An exercise I like to do with myself and um, I have other people do as well is just to write a big list of all the people that you spend the most time with. And you know everybody's heard that quote, but that you're most like the five people you spend the most time with, but most people don't take action on it. And so writing a big list of all the people that you spend time with most often, and then having two columns, one that inspires you and challenges you to be your best self. Because again, you don't want to be around someone that maybe can't give you that extra push or call you out on your BS when you need it. And then the ones that are the energy suckers and drainers. And it doesn't mean that the people you're going to put on the energy sucking list, you're never going to see, but you're just going to lessen the amount of time that you're spending with them. And you can make those tweaks to your schedule, which will go back to what we first talked about, protecting your energy. It will help a ton. Right. Yeah. That's some great advice. Hang out with winners. Yes. And we know where to find them too. <laughs> the Confident Woman podcast good on Facebook. There are That's some right. Winners. I know. That's good. I remember I always, I've said this plenty of times before, but one of my mentors always told me like when I first met him, he's like exactly what you were saying. He's like, there's people in your life right now you spend 10 hours a week with and you need to spend 10 minutes a week with. Mm-hmm. And there's people you spend 10 minutes a week with that you need to spend 10 hours a week with adjust accordingly. Right. So kind yeah. of like exactly what you just said, where it was like a big adjustment for me. Yeah. Oftentimes people think hours. too, especially with their family, that they yeah. have that they have to spend all this time with them. And it's like, do you well, have to, yeah. or is that just an expectation that you've learned over time? How can you build it into your schedule so it works for you and it protects your energy and you're able to operate from your highest self instead of um, always feeling like you have to do something. And then right. and then maybe changing because oftentimes those people that are closest to us, like our family, we go into those situations with certain expectations. Yeah. And so it's letting go of any expectations. And I, and I love the idea of just like holding space for someone, especially when they're really close to you. So that means no expectations, no judgment. And the rule of thumb is listen more than you speak. And it's really cool what can happen because you can actually see them in a different light. You can mm-hmm. actually discover something new about them and kind of change your paradigm a little bit about that relationship. So that relationship can be more of a, a two-way street. Absolutely. That's, a, that's key. You guys, listen, listeners out there, 
huge because when we go into these, uh, let's just say for a uh, close family example, because sometimes that's the hardest one to kind of break mm-hmm. away from. And we go into it and it's like, you go in with an expectation because you've already have this history with them. And something I had learned as well is to expect no expectations because when you do take that step back, as Carmen had said, you really do see them from a whole different perspective. And you're like, wow, I was going in almost like defensive because they weren't meeting my expectations. But if I don't have expectations, there's this big space that can just be filled with presence. And then you get to really understand them from a place of like, you know, compassion or empathy and really Mm -hmm. hear them instead of thinking, oh, there they go again, just complaining about X, Y, and Z and blah, 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 blah. And you've already set that pretense going into it with that mind and expectation. So expect no expectations. And you, like she said, you're going to see a lot of room like open up and you're going to have a whole... The, the dynamic of that relationship will completely shift. And, and I want to say too, like I'm making... I, I'm kind of simplifying all these things and yeah. I'm making it sound easy. And it's not necessarily mm-hmm. easy. The ideas are simple, but what they are is they're all practices. Mm-hmm. So these are practices implemented over time that you'll be able to see these results. So when I first started, let's say, setting boundaries with some of my family members, like I had my sister, for example, and didn't talk to me for a few months. She was really upset. And sometimes they they don't understand. Like for example, I had my sister come up and help me. I, I have a signature empowerment event called the Permission Slip Tour, which 2020, I'll be doing in Portland, Oregon, Colorado Springs, Phoenix, Arizona, and Virginia Beach, Virginia, if anybody is in those areas. It's a women's empowerment event. But she was helping me get ready for it on a Friday and it was on a Saturday. And I thought she was going to leave maybe about 3 p.m. Well, she goes, oh, I think I'll stay till like 7 or 8. So I'll miss traffic. And I said, oh, no, stay however long you want. But around 5, I'm going to go like spend some time with myself because I needed to be quiet. Again, sit and reflect and make sure that I was ready and my energy was protected for the next day. And so we had one more errand that we were going to do. And she was really quiet while we were doing the errand. And then all of a sudden, she piped up and said, you know what? I have to tell you, when you first said that you didn't want to hang out with me anymore, because that's how she took it, (laughs) I thought, gosh, you're such a bitch. (sighs) And then then she goes, and then I thought about it and you have a really big thing coming up tomorrow. So you should want to have that space and you should want to have that time to get ready. And I totally understand and I love you. And so after I told her that, like, I didn't have any further conversation. I didn't like play into anything. It was just like, this is this, you know? And she was able to come to that full realization for herself and feel it, feel deal heal through her little emotional process there. And so there is hope on the end of the tunnel, but like, it's not always going to be perfect at first, but keep practicing, keep going. Right. Right. Yeah, nothing's ever perfect on this. Nothing's ever perfect on its first try. And Mm -hmm. that's like, that's ever as fast as you want. Right. And that's the beauty of the practice is like the keyword practice. Like, you know, keep showing up, keep doing the Mm -hmm. steps, keep processing everything. And over time, you're going to start learning from what did and didn't work. And you Mm -hmm. build your own system and you start looking back like, okay, I got this, I got this. And that's the confidence that you run in other directions with as well, because you've now put that in your tool belt. For sure. Yeah. And uh, being able to let go of some of those old relationships, situations, you know, whatever it might be. And I think I mentioned it before, just like, just like you're holding space for people to really discover something new about them in their relationship, you have to make space in your day and in your life in order to build confidence in yourself. Because that'll give you the time to really learn and discover who you are and what's important to you. 
And then also for new new opportunities to come in. I know when I get in like a real big hustle mode, because sometimes that's easy for it to come up again of sourcing my self-worth through achievement. I have to stop and like check myself, review my schedule, protect my energy, figure out what's going on. And then and I ask myself, is there something that I'm ready to let go of so I can bring something new in, so I can have a new opportunity to come in? And each and every time I do that, I get a, a new opportunity to speak on a big stage. I get a new opportunity to collaborate with somebody. You know, it's just, it's about letting go, creating space to be able to bring in, bring in more. Yes, absolutely. Wow, these are, these are all nuggets of takeaway wisdoms. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much in this, in this one you know, like what we're talking about is just so many takeaways. So what is one thing that like of, of everything we talked about, like what is the biggest like one hitter that you can... Even though we say we hate that one. No, but there's always like really, it comes down to like what that message is. It's like right. if you can chalk it up into like one message, one yeah. biggest takeaway, what would that be? Oh, like you said, there's so many. Right. But I think when it comes down to it, is like having the courage to live a life that is your own, that feels good to you, where you can focus on feeling good every day. And when you do that, you're not living a life of others or what's expected of you. And you can authentically shine. And when you do that, you give yourself permission to be happy and stop taking yourself so damn seriously all the time. And when you do that, other people can see that. And it, it just... When you shine, other people shine. Right. And that's what it's all about. And that feeling, that that emotion, that that inspiration, that little gift of energy that you can give other people is so important. Absolutely. And I think that's it. I, I love think you that. nailed it. Yes, I love it. Awesome. So how can people find you? Let's give all the details out there because I know... People, you have to go follow Carmen because this is just amazing information. And I believe in everything that you do and stand for. So I, I want to share this and how can people find you? Well, thank you. Yeah, I love uh, social media. So I'm super active on Instagram and Facebook. And it's my name. So at Carmen Oling. So O-H-L-I-N-G. My permission slip tour will be in those states that I mentioned. That'd be a way to, a great way to connect in person. I love meeting people in person. And just my website, carmenoling.com. I send a weekly newsletter that isn't a bunch of like salesy stuff. It's yeah. about like tips and recipes and things I'm loving right now and a weekly blog that you can gain so much tips, tools, resources, and inspiration from as well. So I just love connecting with people. It's what I'm being called to do. And so the more that I can do it, the better. My goal this year is to impact the lives of 100,000 women to really let go of their never-ending to-do list and start living a life that's congruent to them. And I like to say, so you can become obsessed with your own life. Yeah, instead of other people's lives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just want to really quick to recognize both of you for you both standing in your authentic light and sharing so honestly, real and raw, like what you say on your podcast and your stories, your successes, your challenges, because then we can all recognize that we're all more the same than we are different. And we're really all one. And if we can come together collectively as confident women and just lift each other up, like that's really how we're all going to win together. So thank you so much for doing that for all of us. Well, thanks. Oh, thank you. Don't make yeah. the pregnant woman tear up. <laughs> We gotta feel. We gotta feel those feelings. Come on, yeah. Now. Feel yeah. Them. Thank uh, you. Thank you so much. And this is this is the message, of course. Like what we want. We want women to to really be inspired by everybody's story by coming together. And that's really the. Mm-hmm. I feel it for me. Like the destination is to becoming your best and most confident self, and that's how we do it. So thank you so much. 
Yeah, well, Thank I know you. a lot of women are going to take a lot of takeaways from your this today because yeah. I already have three pages, so <laughs> I'm sure other women will too. So thanks so much for joining us. Yes. Thanks for having me. I can't wait to connect again in the future. Yes. yes. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's the Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.